Exodus. Hello and welcome to another of Political Yeti's Politics Podcasts. And this week I am joined by two podcast regulars. It's Lindsay Razak of the Aberdeen Press and Journal and also Sunday Post columnist. Hello. And by Callum McCaig, SNP MP for Aberdeen South, party spokesman on Bayes. Is that right? Beige. Yeah, that department. And uh, some people say you want to be party leader. Some people say. Some people being you. Uh, and people I, you've convinced. It came, up, <laughs> came up for last week when you had a question at Prime Minister's Questions. It wasn't me that said it at first. Oh, I'm just a saying. Good, that was a good question. Yeah, I, prefer, I prefer Prime Minister's Questions when I have questions that go viral. <laughs> or just when you have questions and then they always go viral. Well, we've already started talking about it. We better have the jingle. Uh, there we go. You? Sorry, is, you, you is there something wrong, PM? Lindsay? You seem to have uh, head in your hands whenever I play a jingle. You is, got, got is, a bit is, of it, is it you saying it's PMQs in review? On it's that the thing. rapper man. Who is the rapper man? Who is the mysterious rapper man? Eh? I just, just as a, some feedback on your jingle, I don't know if there's enough repetition of PMQs in review. I, there. All right, I, I know. I could shorten it. Yeah, I could cut it, and I keep promising to. But you know, change is bad. No. Or you could do it at double speed and get like a chipmunk voice. That could be fine. Uh, there's a chipmunk voice thing on my on my big box of jingles, my massively technical box of jingles that mm. I have that you can all see. Um, Somehow not surprised. Yeah, it's got a chipmunk voice, but I, I think I used it on the um, Where is David Torrance This Week jingle. But that feature was very short-lived, unfortunately. <laughs> Having said that, now we've got Indy Ref 2. It might come back, just as David Torrance has come back. What's, Maybe this? We'll... What's this you're talking about? Do you mean Scott Ref? Uh, no, it's called Indy Ref 2. Uh, you were asking for that, James. It's Sorry. called Indie Ref 2. Okay, I, I know what you're all up to with your Scott Ref, but it's called Indie Ref 2. Anyway, I haven't got a jingle for that yet. Let's do Prime Minister's questions first. Um, it was a fairly lame session this week. Uh, it wasn't particularly bad, it was a bit boring, it wasn't anything. It was better, uh, from Corbyn's point of view, it was certainly better than last week. Yes. When May had had her, probably her worst day ever in in terms of her tenure and he just failed to capitalise at all. So he was a bit better this week. Good good uh, subject to go in on, but just didn't, again, just wasn't very effective in asking very particularly probing questions. Well, there was a good subject to go on. This is the school funding formula, which only affects England, hence neither of you actually know anything about it, which is entirely reasonable. Uh, <laughs> I only know about it because I have children that go to school. Um, so, so, so explain it to us then, James. Well, basically, the government is taking lots of money away from... Uh, London and giving it to everyone else, sort of. Essentially, though, because historically they're um, moving money out of the cities exactly. to the Tory shires, essentially, because they say that's fairer. But of course, you know, it's the difference between equality and equability, or I don't know, what is it? Equality and equality. There's another word that sounds a bit like equality, um, but the point is, just because everyone is gets this? A, yes. Oh, there's another word. Have you been listening to Jeremy Corbyn? Look, the point is, just because if everyone gets the same amount of money, that's not actually fair. Historically, there was a lot of deprivation in, exactly. in London People in, in city cities schools. Mm. Need we should be money. looking at equality of outcome rather than equality of input. Well, yes, that's one way of looking at it. But there's another word. E- equity. No, it's not equity. It will come to me. Um, people... Uh, you know, email me or tune in next week. Yeah, get me on Twitter <laughs> if you can think of the word I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but no, it's a good point. It's a good uh, issue because parents are getting engaged by it. It would have been a better issue if you'd raised it two weeks ago at the budget instead of just mm. rambling on. I actually think uh, Lillian Greenwood uh, raised it better than he did. She talked about these being the largest cuts per pupil since at least the 1980s. And yes. talked about funding being diverted from schools with deprivation, so questioning whether actually this is going to make it fairer, which of course was in the Tory manifesto, that this yes. is all about making the school system more, more fair. But then at the same time you've got um, uh, Mrs May's uh, quote, to quote Jeremy Corbyn, her vanity project related to, to grammar schools, so people would question how fair that is as well. Yes, uh, Corbyn went on about grammar schools and there was some question about whether that was a good idea or he should have just stuck to the funding formula. Uh, for the second week in a row, I think one of his lady backbenchers uh, did better than him after Yvette did a better job last week mm-hmm. on uh, the U-turn, wasn't it? Um, any any highlights from PMQs for you, Callum? Uh, I, I think there was an unmistakable low light, which was the uh, Theresa May sticking the boot in on uh, Jeremy Corbyn's <clears throat> kid going to yes. a grammar school yeah. which in and of itself I don't think is particularly cool bringing some of these kids into the mm-hmm. debate. I think it's somewhat uh, beneath the Prime Minister to have to resort to that kind of stuff and uh, judging by Twitter uh, that was the cause of Jeremy Corbyn's divorce yes. which I find it hard to believe the Prime Minister didn't know so it's pretty pretty grim that uh, yeah, she is was, resorting was, to that. He was strongly opposed to his son going to a yes. grammar school um, uh, whereas his, uh, his then wife wanted uh, wanted him to go to one, yeah. he thought he shouldn't leave the area where he you know where he was yeah. living to go to a selective school. So he was very strongly opposed to that. So I think that was a low blow from the, the prime minister. It was at that point pathetic. And she pointed out Diane Abbott's child went to a private school and all this sort of stuff as well. Uh, although it's pretty amazing that Jeremy Corbyn left his wife over what school the children were going to go to. I mean, that is a sign of how. Uh, committed a man he well, is. You can say what you like about him, but on certain issues. He is, has been consistent for a very long time, and this is this is one of those issues, I guess. Um, what would you leave your husband over? Absolutely nothing. He's uh, so wonderful. I couldn't possibly leave him over anything. So no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. How would you? It is weird. I was talking to somebody today. We're getting do... our bathroom done, so you know, in, 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 oh, <laughs> in a few days or a few weeks, I might I might change my yes, answer there. There's but, an uh, area you could fall out <laughs> over. You get uh, you know a green one or a peach one. Uh, or, 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 I which believe way to the colour is a sea seagrass. Oh really? Name of the color. I would yeah. go with oh. avocado. Avocado <laughs> bath sweets. Yeah, they should come back definitely. Absolutely. Okay, Future. I'll, I'll, I'll put that to him tonight. And see, uh-huh. see what he says. What colour seagrass? It's kind just of like a, dark a ter- green. No, no, it's a turquoisey sort of blue, Ooh. greeny kind of colour. Wow, this is exciting. Uh, sorry, we've He'll been be distracted. He'll That's be thrilled. how bad. This is how bad Prime Minister's question is. There a thing called seagrass. Is that a real thing? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Have you it's not seen a... Finding Dory too? No, Finding Dory is Finding Nemo too, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously you haven't got children, so you would look really weird if you did go and see it. But you know, I thought we we agreed that we weren't bringing oh. children into political debate, Indeed. James. Oh, okay. Lowering oh, have you got something you want to bring up? No. Oh, I didn't, well, didn't think you had any children. I was just but, uh, maybe, uh, maybe being I'm wrong. slightly cheeky. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, ooh, there's, a, there's an exclusive. Uh, you know. Um, Probably not a very interesting one. <laughs> what, <laughs> that, you, that you might have children somewhere? Yeah. Well, I don't. That's, that's exciting. Well, you just hinted you might. No, I just thought You're we quite, were talking quite about Quite the SNP pin-up, I'm we sure. We were talking right. about uh, whether it was appropriate to bring people's marital and or family status into political debate well, and, and I'm not entirely convinced it is what colour? I think it was that was a low blow James what you're, you're like Theresa May what colour is your bathroom 
Uh, one of your many. It's got some sort of white like bath thing in it. Right, after that strange mix-up about so children. So, to go back to PMQs. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's bring it back to PMQs. Okay. Um, Told Ang- you she's much better at this than you do. That's why I have her on. <laughs> Angus Robertson again went in on this, this idea of whether, um, this idea of the agreement that uh, Theresa May was meant to get with the devolved administrations before yes. triggering Article 50. Number 10 kind of dispute this because they say that actually all she said was that she would um, seek a UK-wide quote approach. Um, yeah. But it was implied that there would be uh, there'd be some kind of uh, agreement and I think Angus raised this last week both at PMQs and again at, at previously at the um, the statement on the EU summit and yes. obviously wasn't happy with the answers that he got so chose to raise it again He's today and raised it with the is this a uh, does this signify the Prime Minister's pretty poor uh, approach to negotiations <clears throat> which probably doesn't bode well to negotiating with say <clears throat> the European Union over the terms of exit from the European Union yeah, and of yeah. course, this week as well, it emerged that um, the devolved administrations hadn't been told about the date. Um, yes, forgot. Uh, oh, well, I was, I was at. <laughs> we come asked, on. we asked about this. I mean, no, it's a, it's a, it's a fair point. We asked about this at, no, at lobby, we asked about this at lobby briefing, and um, the question was put. You know, were were the devolved administrations, you know, told about this in advance? Yeah. As you would think, perhaps they might be given. You know, as she said today, we're one people. Yeah. Um, and the answer I, that we got was, um, oh, well, we're essentially telling you now. Yeah. So, oh, come on. If they told the Scottish government, Nicola would have been straight out on the streets of Butte House going, it's next week, it's going to be next Wednesday. Surely. You could have, you mean, you, there's the, the the way they do things here in terms of like statements where you get forewarned by it by about 20 minutes and then it limits the damage you can do. But I think in, in terms of, of this, it's not just agreement that they have failed to reach with the Scottish government. They have failed to reach agreement with the Welsh and the Northern Irish governments on this, um, which suggests that they've not either tried very hard or they're not very good at it. Um, to add insult to injury as well, she did speak about it with Carwin Jones when she was meeting him in Swansea, so uh, that kind of rubbed salt in the in the wound a bit as well. Uh, well, that's because Carwin Jones is, you know, not as good as Nicola Sturgeon, basically, isn't he? So he can, he can, he's more reliable in that regard, surely. He's not... Did got... she tell him? Well, the suggestion was that they spoke about it at their at their meeting, so okay. which was around about the same time that we were being told in lobby, so I don't know whether he mm-hmm. had any forewarning or not, but they certainly certainly spoke about it. Um, talking of Wales, Jonathan Edwards, the Plaid MP, said it was going to be like the charge of the Light Brigade. Oh, that's quite quite cute that we're just charging into who knows there were quite what, a few really. Gro- quite a few groans in the chamber with that one, though, I think, as well. Uh, that's just because he said cardigan and he thought it was talking about Wales. But, you know, I thought that was fair play to him. I'll, I'll, you know, I was quite impressed by that. <laughs> but then, you know, I did history. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's talk about the SNP MPs, because three of the SNP's Super Six had questions this week. Angus Brendan McNeil, who mentioned Iceland. Who could have seen that coming? Angus Brendan McNeil talking about <laughs> Iceland. Who would have guessed it? Growth in Iceland. I don't know what, what Angus Brendan would know about growth in Iceland. He's quite quite an expert on that sort of thing, isn't he? Um, he often talks about that. Um, Angus Robertson and uh, Pete Wishart. Just, just for the, the, the wonders of podcasts, both Lindsay and I have very quizzical looks on our face. <laughs> As what? a result of that comment. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, uh, yes, Pete Wisher, Angus Brendan, and Angus Robertson, three of the Super Six. I noticed that nobody else seemed to be bobbing from the SNP. Had you received orders from the Super Six, who are the big chiefs of the SNP in London, that it was their their day to day, and all you newbies should stay seated? 
Uh, almost certainly uh, missed that if it came through. So you're not saying you did not receive I, I, those instructions? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't know if anyone's ever been called from bobbing. Um, it doesn't work. It's a complete waste of time. There's there's the uh, conspiracy theories that if you bob more at PMQs, you'll eventually get called. But uh, yeah. I've I think I've had more than almost all of my colleagues, and I've never bothered to bob when oh. I've not been on the the order paper because it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. Carl had his big moment last week anyway, didn't he? So he's leaving it to. Uh, it's nice that I'm now famous, but I still come and do your show. It is absolutely. Um, your question last week was, uh, oh, if you know, here's the UK economy, it's rubbish. Do you think the UK can be an independent nation? It was yes. really clever satire. It was satire on all the well, stories saying the, the, that the, Scotland can't be an independent it, nation because it's economy. It was amazing effort. how many people missed the, the irony. Like I've, I have a, a flood of, <laughs> of, of things on Twitter being like, if it's if the UK can't afford to be independent, how on earth oh. could Scotland afford to be independent? And I was like, well, that might have been the point I was yeah. aiming at slightly. That disappoints me, but doesn't surprise me to be honest. Um, yes, are you now a celebrity? I bet you were mobbed at Spring Conference in Aberdeen. I mean, you're a local celebrity anyway because you're an Aberdeen MP. You're, you know, wannabe leader of the party, uh, SNP pinup, and <laughs> and uh, YouTube star or whatever. I mean, come on. I mean, the, the adulation. It there, it, there was quite a lot of adulation. Perhaps not as much as in this precise moment. And the the adulation I'm getting from, okay. from, from you here. It well, was. A, a, this, this is peaked actually. Peak. Uh, okay. Calmania. This is um, why you keep coming on the, pro- on the show, you see. This is why you come back for this sort of stuff. No, it was quite good timing uh, in terms of having a, uh, a PMQ th- yeah. the week of conference. I think I did that last time uh, that I had. Oh, uh, hello. There's quite, a bit uh, of a pattern here. Yeah, so uh, I, uh, probably not quite such a good thing, but I was the first person to mention pigs after that whole... Oh, no. And that was the week good. before conference as well. Oh, well, that'll play well with the party faithful, I'm sure. Mm. Um, so basically what you're saying is you sort of don't do much for months <laughs> and then oh the conference coming on I better get noticed I know I'll do something amazing and uh, I, I, I do heaps of things but oh, most okay. people aren't really interested in, in them of course you do um, you are a bit of, you're, some of your colleagues have told me how what attractive man they think you are I mean they were men uh, and they were greatly disappointed that you were not of their persuasion mm-hmm. you, you are, surely you are the best looking man in the SNP group in London <laughs> What? <laughs> who's better? Who's better looking? That's a bit of a leading question. Mm. I, I, yeah, I notice I'm saying absolutely yeah. nothing. <laughs> Come on, Lindsay, bring totally your bring your expertise to, no, no, to bear no, no. here. I mean, maybe Alan Brown, I suppose, but yeah, no. um, he's a bit dreamy. <laughs> uh, I, I, that sounded like I was being mean to Alan Brown, and I would never be mean to Alan Brown. Don't, don't be mean to Alan Brown. No, absolutely not. Anyway, let's just talk about or Spring Alan, Conference. Alan Brown. Uh, this what is his full name? Is it? He convinced. Uh, I think it was Stuart Donaldson that his middle name was Alan. <laughs> oh no, it was one of the press officers dead. And and Alan, but it was like uh, it's it's Alan. The middle name's actually got two L's in it. Uh, and and Stuart went over to him. Uh, it was at the we had a St Andrew's Day function. Went yeah. over to him and was like, "Is your middle name really Alan Brown? Is it Alan Alan Brown?" And he was like, "I I gave him a wee wig because he was going over." And he was like, "Yeah, Stuart, but." Uh, the the middle Alan has got two L's in it without <laughs> without any prompting, and for about a month, Stuart Donaldson thought his name was actually oh, Alan Alan Brown. You're just picking on Stuart Donaldson because he's young. Well, we also so uh, there's there's a, a song that goes Alan Alan Brown Alan Brown Alan Alan Brown, um, <laughs> cool. and that's you guys for, know we, don't, we don't really know why uh, that is, but we convinced Stuart it was because it was actually his name. 
Right, I see. Wow, this is a, a fascinating insight into uh, the workings of the SNP. I'm assuming such songs are sung at conference time in the bar late at night. Would that be fair to say? Drummonds. Uh, <laughs> What's that? So uh, I don't know if Alan Brown was at conference. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't. Oh, he's gonna maybe he was. I don't know. Um, what's Drummond? Oh, there's well, somewhere in Aberdeen, a, a place in Aberdeen. Oh, you can go. somewhere yeah, in Aberdeen. Um, yes, let's just talk One about Spring Aberdeen's Conference. One of Aberdeen's many uh, brilliant night spots. Okay. Uh, um, because it came at the weekend, Spring Conference, and this was just after Nicola had announced Indy Ref 2. Uh, most Spring Conference. what, sorry? Indy Ref 2. I know you, you want to call Scott it Ref? Scott Ref. Right, you want to call it Scott Ref because you don't want people to remember that Indy Ref 1 was just a few years ago. But it is Indy Ref 2 because there was... in. There's already been an indie ref, so it has to be indie ref too, right? That's what's going on here. No, see, what we're doing is like a Finding Nemo and a Finding Dory. Yeah. It's it's like the <laughs> sequel, but it's got a different name. So if it works for fish, it can work for independence. Right. Well, of course, uh, of course, this, this is your argument. They're not real fish. Of course, we learned yesterday in the Holyrood debate that actually generation is, I think, seven years. Um, oh, this was the yes, yeah, uh, Ruth yeah. Davidson thing? Indeed, yeah, yeah. Because so what, she's a different generation to... Is it, is it uh, Jenny Gilruth? Is yeah. It? She, she, she said that Ruth was a different generation to her, which, to be fair to Ruth, she did laugh along with. Um, yeah. And then everyone went into a frenzy on Twitter saying, oh, so a generation seven years. Well, there will be if the next one's in 2021. When is the next Indy Ref going to be? No. Scott Ref, what do you want to call it? Well, give us a, a prediction. Um, Stuart Donaldson, who you managed to trick so easily, <laughs> he came on last week and made predictions on who's going to win and when it's going to be. So you know. What did he say? I can't remember what he said when it was going to be. I'll have to listen back. But he said that, he said that yes, we're going to win. <clears throat> easily. Uh, when's it going to be? Uh, well, I think it should be before Brexit so if within within the next two years I think it's quite a hard thing to, to say and yes. um, the Prime Minister has said that it not now is not the time yes um, yeah. but she's not really ruled it out I don't, yes. she's not really said anything other than that yeah and she, then, was, she was I think it was politically from their point of view quite a clever response because they just kept saying all we're doing is responding to the request that has been put to us yeah so therefore saying we don't need to say any more now so trying to boot yeah. the ball back everyone's quite happy at the, the moment ball. aren't they in the sense that um, number 10 are looking at the figures that show that apparently Scotland loves Theresa May and Ruth Davidson who, who knew um, so they're quite happy thinking their response is going down well the SNP are quite happy because they can say ah number 10's not letting us have our referendum so you know everything's quite sweet for now isn't it for, between the two parties well, that's what Ruth Davidson said yesterday she said she seemed to be suggesting that uh, Nicola Sturgeon was in exactly the position that she wanted to yeah. to, to be in, um, but uh, I mean I don't I don't doubt her sincerity in wanting to hold another referendum. Yeah. Um, but uh, clearly she's a very skilled politician. Um, well, yeah. So. It doesn't seem much of a criticism to say you're in exactly the position you want to be in. I mean that's kind of a good thing. Theresa May is not in the position she wants to be in, and having to do Brexit when she was a Remainer. So. One of the things that this has proved quite interesting is that when folk were going on about Scotland being a one-party state, yes. they were actually right. They were just wrong about which party it was. Oh, good line. I know, you I've, should been, use I've that been waiting to use it for, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, it's a, because it's going to be ruled by the Tories? Well, it's, kind of, it's somewhat bizarre that you have the party with 22% of the vote standing up and saying now is not the time, we will not allow this to happen. I mean, not many countries does the opposition leader rule out things that the government is going to do. I mean, it's somewhat bizarre. I mean, you did have Mundell there as well. Yeah, um, I mean, what you're forgetting is that David Mundell is better than all the other Scottish MPs put together. Obviously. Yeah, so 
who can argue with that? <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think? I mean, the vote's likely. Um, she's likely to win the vote today in the yes. Scottish Parliament. Do you think that will change Theresa May's view in any way? Add, add another layer of pressure once she gets that backing from Holyrood. Um, Theresa May's government seems to have a bit of a bunker mentality, um, and I'm not entirely convinced that they're overly aware of nor concerned about what happens out with their wee bunker. Um, so I'm not entirely convinced it will make a job of a difference. I think it will be treated with the same indifference. Um, and will it change? I find it hard to see, to be honest. But, so where does um, Nicola Sturgeon go from there, then, in terms of uh, trying to get the referendum on the timescale that she, she wants wants it. She says she's determined to do that. I just wonder how you think she goes about it. Well, I mean, we had these conversations prior to uh, to IndyRef. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And Finding Nemo is his now, don't no. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, 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 if it's easier for you to understand, James, we'll use the fish. And the, uh, at the time, the Scottish government was absolutely adamant that it had the authority to hold a referendum with or without the consent of Westminster. So uh, if, if that held true then, it can hold true now. Um, there is a overwhelming sense that we should be looking to... Uh, if we're doing this again, it should be on the same terms as previously. Uh, so that's the same legal footing with the Section 30 order, it's the same franchise and it's the same question. If uh, I, I don't see how that is unfair. If we're going to go about it, it should be uh, done done again on the same premise. So why... I, 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 and, and what is the justification for, for refusing it other than we don't think we want it and we think we'll lose, uh, which is the subtext to this, or we might get a bit of a boost in the polls and we might steal more of that hardline unionist vote from the Labour Party by being even harder line unionist than them. And I think uh, to dismiss the uh, party political intrigue from uh, that uh, is to be quite naive in terms of what they're doing and they would quite like to uh, win considerably more councillors in the council elections that are coming up so they can demonstrate that they really are the, the second force in Scottish politics. But surely by the same token, that would explain why Nicola announced it now, because she'd quite like to fight the council elections on a constitutional basis as well and scoop up lots of SNP seats on the back of that. Um, I, I think the, the process that's been gone through, there, this is a much uh, longer process from... The Scottish government. This wasn't. This is the end of a process rather than the beginning of one, which is what the Tories have come out with. This is their. They uh, from from the start of of this, twenty mm. fourth of June. Uh, you've had Ruth Davidson saying absolutely Scotland should be allowed to have a, a referendum if it wants one. You've had David Mundell saying the same, and they've now come at this eleventh hour, having gone through an entire process of negotiation or supposed negotiation through the Joint Ministerial Council, and they have said pulling a rabbit out the hat. No. Well, I wouldn't claim to be, you know, the intellectual equal of David Mundell, but surely the argument that he'll be making is that Scotland doesn't want one because the polls don't show that anybody actually wants an NDRF. Well, the, the, the polls actually do. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, personally, I wouldn't trust the polls. A po- not, not a person well, from you Poland. Can, you can use... Not a person from Poland. A poll, P O W L. I wouldn't trust a poll at all. You just use polls as justification for no, one argument. I'm saying if I was David Mundell, okay. that's what I'd say. 
So if you had so the intellectual capacity of David Mundell, yeah. you would use polls, but because you don't, you don't. Something and you don't like trust that. them. Okay, got you. Um, uh, but there are polls. Clearly, there is polling that shows that there's no great enthusiasm for another indie ref. The polling that, that's cited for that actually says so that the question is three threefold. You have, do you want an independence referendum now? Yeah. Which is. I don't know, 24%. Yes. Uh, you have, do you want it in around about two years, which is around about 26%. So that's mm. that's us getting to 50%, which yeah. is half of people. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the don't, don't want one ever, and it's about 42%. And then there's whatever that is, 8% remaining, that mm. say they don't know. So if 50 is bigger than 42, which... Uh, even, well, even even you, but, James, you know, without the, the intellect of David Mundell, would surely recognise Then that's more people who want this. So this argument that nobody wants it is not actually based on anything other than uh, the Tories saying you're not getting it and trying to justify it well, in some ways. That's uh, other, what my question was about. The other though. problem with polling is, of course, you can have uh, plus or minus 2 or 3%. Okay, so plus I mean, or minus I know two percent. People never two. say that. That never it never gets mentioned at all. But that's polls, so that's at, at best, apply, be applying your margin for error on those numbers, on your numbers. gets us equal at fifty six percent. Right. Sorry, forty six percent. Yeah. No, 40, no it's still be well, 46, around the, 46, it's around 45, the same. Yeah. If you want to put it like that. Yeah. But that's still. Well, it's around the same mm. if you apply the margin of error yeah. in a negative way. Well, if you apply it the other way, well, then yes. it's a, a margin True. of about ten percent. So nature of a margin of errors, you don't know which way it goes. Yeah. So let's not apply it just in the way that suits your. But you your don't know, but it might be that way. That was, <laughs> what, that was what argue. my question was about, though. So leaving the, the fairness arguments aside and mm. all the stuff about what the polls say aside, Theresa May doesn't look like she's going to change her mind. No. So what? What other than campaigning for one? What is open to Nicola Sturgeon? Would an advisory referendum that isn't legally binding without a Section Thirty order? be an option or is she just going to wait I, uh, to be fair uh, uh, even with the section uh, 30 order uh, a referendum is not legally okay, binding fine, because fine. the, oh, the well, constitution yes, of the UK doesn't allow for anything other than the parliament yes. that we okay, are sitting that's, that's in to decide enough. things um, But so back to the, the, the question and this is a roundabout choice and the legitimacy of denying Scotland a choice on this and the point that was made by Angus Robertson again was that the House of Commons the House of Lords will have a uh, a choice uh, and a, a, a ratification of, of the Brexit proposals. All 27 member states, the European Commission, the European Parliament, and yeah. depending on the internal politics of individual member states, uh, sub-state entities, federal parliaments, etc., will have a vote on this. So uh, the the Maltese, the all 300 or 400,000 of them, will have a vote on this. Oh, the Walloons will have Picking a vote on, the on this. Picking on the Maltese, are you? No, uh, yeah, what's not, wrong with the Maltese? Absolutely not. I, 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 I would probably... Uh, the Maltese have, have uh, thrived as a, as a small independent nation, having oh. uh, sought uh, their independence from Westminster. So, so there, there's a lot to admire in the Maltese, James. Um, wow. But they will, they will uh, have, a, they will have a choice. The history of the Maltese is very interesting, actually. Knights Templar. And yes, all that. exactly. Yeah. How independent yeah. have they ever been? Uh, they've always <laughs> sought the protection of a larger. Anyway, let's not get into the history of Malta. Okay. Um, Deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, okay. but Wallonia, for example, will have more of a say on Scotland's future than the Parliament of Scotland. So the, the sub-state Parliament of Wallonia will have more say on something that directly impacts Scotland than the sub-state Parliament in Scotland of the, the member state of the UK. If that's right, uh, then I'm... What? I'm a hugely. Co- <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's surprisingly quick of you there, Jason. That was good. Uh, I don't think it's such a place as Balloonia anyway. It doesn't sound like a real place, does it? Let's be honest. Well, judging by Mrs May's response, though, at um, PMQs, she she genuinely doesn't think Scotland should have that choice. She's, I think she almost said, this isn't a question of Scotland having... And then everyone shouted over, so I didn't hear the end of what yeah, she said. Yeah, I, I don't think they were shouting over saying no choice yes, for you. Um which was what I was getting the impression from some of the, the body language from the folk behind her. Was, Here, we'll decide. Yeah. Um, that's that, was kind the, of, that was the impression yeah. that came across, certainly. Um, well, uh, yeah, there's, there's NDRF too. There's, that's where we're at with that. I think we might be talking about that for a long time. And we haven't even covered the fact that Rachel Riley and Al Murray, the pub land, landlord, are in Prime Minister's questions for some reason. Don't have any reason, any idea why whatsoever. No, he's... No. Uh... Al Murray, of course, stood for Parliament at the last election, didn't it? And got very few votes. But, um, well, there's a mystery. We'll try and find so that one out the next week. the most exciting thing about PMQs yeah, It was, week, exactly. Was and we haven't even there. talked about it. <laughs> but, uh, we also haven't mentioned, uh, and we should just mention in passing, that this will be the last podcast before Article 50 is triggered. Yeah, because it's next Wednesday, isn't it? Next Wednesday but is the big time day. on Wednesday? Well, yeah, but I don't well, don't, don't expect to be told. Brussels is an hour ahead of us anyway, so it won't go up before four o'clock next Wednesday. Uh, look, that was a lump in my throat at the thought of leaving the EU. Um, however, that's going to happen. She's just going to write a letter and fax it. Is that it? Basically. She's going to fax it. Well, I don't know. She can't send it to the post office. Well, there were lots of questions. She's going to send a messenger. There were lots of questions at lobby about how the how the yeah. correspondence would well, be passed yeah. over, and there didn't seem to be any uh, any clarity on that. It's got <laughs> so, a fax uh, machine, then, hasn't it? Really, that's the only way to do it. Or how an email. Do it? Maybe it'll just be an email. Mm, that's true. That's, that's not a letter, then. She says she's going to send a letter. She's going to write a letter. Nah, she's going to sign it. I suppose she could scan it. Pigeon. Well, yes, I mean, there's lots of thoughts that should go on a challenge. Like a tank relay, and, it's just uh, yes, over. there should be some sort of, uh, <laughs> country some sort of historic way of, way of <laughs> passing the message on. Um, but um, as ever, this uh, studio is getting ridiculously hot. So let us uh, bring things to conclusion with uh, the not so new feature, uh, which now has a prize for anybody who can guess who is the MP who is voicing this jingle. Yeah, I love your questions. Gisela Stewart? It's not Gisela Stewart. Callum, for the big prize. It's a rollover prize this week. There's two of them. Who? Eleanor Lang. No. Can we hear it one more time? No. You'll have to come back on. It rolls over to next week. There'll be three of them. I can show you the prize, but you're not allowed to say what it is. You just have to express uh, utter amazement at what an amazing thing it is. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, wow. It's really amazing. There's now three of them up for grabs. Um, I love your questions. Last week, Stuart Donaldson, Stuart Sausage Boy Donaldson, set a question for... Uh, Stuart Alan Brown Donaldson. Sorry. No, for um, <laughs> Martin Doherty Hughes, the, uh, you know, insubstantial heckler. But he, unfortunately, for circumstances entirely out with his control, was unable to come on this insubstantial week. heckles. No, but he's quite an insubstantial man. He's just quite a smart... Come on, you could take him in a fight. Oh no, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight it. I reckon right. even I could take him in a fight. Oof! No, he's what? vicious. Nah. I, no, I wouldn't mess with him. He's like a. He's like a feather. He's got. A he's got. He's he... got uh, whippets or greyhounds and that. I yeah, he's I like suppose. one of those you wouldn't know. Well, well. So you're saying uh, you're saying you would fight other SNP MPs or? 
Well, not, not at all. I, I'm, I'm, I've never really considered myself a fighter. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, that's why I reckon I could still beat uh, Martin Doherty's in a fight. But I'm not, I'm not offering him out. That's not me looking for a fight. Although, if anybody wants to put up a massive purse for me and Martin, <laughs> me and Martin Doherty to use to have a fight in some one of the many quadrants of Parliament, then we can talk business, can't we? Um, I mean, that sounds like a fringe event at the October Spring. Uh, sorry, the October yeah. conference for the well, SNP. Yeah. I'm willing to discuss it if there's a big enough purse. What's, uh, what's your, your your starting? Well, offer? somebody can make me an offer, and then we'll see where we go Eight from pounds. there. Uh, it's, a, it's a start each to the winner. Oh. Um, Three pounds to the loser. Mm, I'll think about it. You need to go better than that. Um, and you know, well, we'll talk about it, right? We've got we've got until September to discuss that. Obviously, you've got to think of your next amazing PMQ by September, but uh, um, we can still talk about other things in the meantime. Anyway, uh, I love your questions. Uh, the question was, what's your favourite dance? The Macarena. Really? Are you quite a fan? Of, you, you, do you do the Macarena? Like at Spring Conference, where you macaroning around Drummonds? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 uh, to do or to Actually, well, I, I'm not sure it kind of really counts as a dance or it doesn't have a name, but uh, you know, at the end of like a wedding or something like that, and yeah. everyone's in a big circle, and then you get to all run into the middle. Yes, I love that. That's my one of my favourite things in life. Um, I was that's... doing that at the end of <laughs> uh, conference karaoke. Oh, okay, it was it was amazing. Did uh, you sing in conference? I did night? actually. Yeah, oh, it was brutal. What did you sing? Uh, the gambler. Good one. Oh, that's there's, there's a line there. Look, you can have that for your column. Come on, you got to use that somewhere. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a gift. Um, Is there video uh, evidence of said? I hope performance? not. <laughs> oh, oh. was there groupies while you were singing it? Yeah, yeah, I thought that might be. Um, Lindsay, have you got any favourite dances? Well, not that I can do, but I like uh, the quick step. I like to watch Watching. watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I just generally do very bad. Dancing, Just jigging around. Yeah, yeah. Often, often at home listening to uh, six music on a Saturday night. I have a feeling. <laughs> so, I thought, yeah, I was going to say six music. No, Saturday night you can dance to six Craig music. Charles, Rest of the time it's a bit harder. You strike me as a bit of a dad dancer. I hate old dancing. I hate dancers. I hate dance. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, it's all right. I don't mind strictly and all that because the kids like it. Ed Balls doing Gangman Style. That's my favourite dance of all time. That was amazing telly. That was just like, like you know. I'll never get out of my mind all the years I live. Um, have you got a question for next week's guest uh, who is not confirmed yet, so I won't name them in case they do fall out, uh, but it'll probably be one of it's likely to be one of your SNP colleagues. Uh, it will be the, the historic day that Article 50 is triggered, but you know, it can, be as, be, on then, yeah. it can be as serious or as not serious as you wish. It's, it's, there's this pressure. I mean, it takes me months to think up questions. Well, yes, indeed, you are known I mean, for your questions there, of yeah. course. Uh, well, you're going to come up with something. Okay. Like now. Now. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's not panicking. <laughs> Panic. Uh, What's your favourite flavour of ice cream? We had that last week. Oh, sorry. Amazingly. Ellie Jeez. Whiteford asked that of Stuart Donald because apparently ice cream's a big thing in the North East. So it, is it going to be an SMP MP? I would imagine think? so, yes. Okay. Uh, who's your favourite Angus? Nice Ooh. one. That is a good question. He's good at this question business, isn't he? In the group, obviously. Not, not who's like... your favourite Callum, of course. Not just, yeah. Who's I kind of forget Angus? that there's two of us because. Mm. How many Angus is it? <laughs> Angai. Yeah, how many Angai is there? Anybody know off the top of the head? In the group, too. Yeah, just two. Okay. But there's Angus Og and Angus, I don't know, lots of other Anguses. There's probably more than just two. In the world. Uh, Angai. Yes, that is true. Okay, well, we'll find out who, who next week's guest's favourite is. Uh, in the meantime, if you've got a favourite Angus, 
then feel free to tweet me at political yeti or email me political yeti at gmail.com similarly if you can think of the word that sounds a bit like equal that i was trying to think of half an hour ago seems a long time ago now doesn't it um do get in touch uh, otherwise tune in next week on the historic article 50 day for another of political yeti's politics podcast thank you